This episode of the Designated Drinker Show is brought to you by Milagro Tequila, a union of tequila, tradition, and vibrant creativity. We at the Designated Drinker Show like to think we know a little something about creativity and cocktails, and so does Milagro. Raise your glasses in a delicious toast to tradition. And next time you're looking to have tequila, make it Milagro. To learn more about the Milagro tequilas, visit milagro.com. Where are you from? It's a simple enough question, right? It comes up all the time. When you interview for a job, or when you're talking about your family, or explaining your last name. It comes up whenever you meet someone new. It's a simple question, but the answer may not be so simple. Sure, the location itself isn't hard to explain. You just point it out on a map if you had to. But where you're from is about more than just longitude and latitude. Where you're from gives a sense of who you are. It gives a frame of reference and creates a backdrop to your story. Even more than that, it's part of your identity, your sense of self, and can determine how you perceive the world. If you've ever met someone whose ancestor came from the same village or country as yours, you may know what I'm talking about. You feel a sense of recognition, a shared bond. For some people, heritage is just history. It's part of the backstory to how they got to where they are, and that's it. For others, heritage is a thread that runs through everything, and history is only the beginning. We are, all of us, of two worlds, where we're from and where we're going. For some, bridging those worlds isn't only a good thing, it's a necessity. And for some, their past is a present they want to share. Welcome to the Designated Drinker Show. We are the podcast that's raising the bar on craft cocktails. I am Louise Salas, not just your host, but your guide on a journey that consists of tasty cocktails and boozy banter. And I'm here with my compadre, Gina. Yes, I am definitely here, and I'm excited for you all to get to know a very good friend of mine and today's Designated Drinker. I can't wait to get this show on the road. Today's designated drinker is no other than Milagro Tequila's national ambassador, Jaime Salas. No, we're not related as much as we know anyway. <laughs> I think we should look into that, well, actually. Yeah. You never know. I'd love to visit Hawaii. If you met my father, you'd never... It's a possibility. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me. So, uh, we all know that you're an ambassador. Uh, tell us a little bit, what does that mean? I mean... You, get to hang out with tequila all the time I take it that's right uh what does it mean to be an ambassador it means it means everything to me it's been my life's work for uh almost 15 years now uh as a matter of fact Gina might touch on when we met so I'm interested yeah. in remembering it's been Cop. it's a whirlwind we meet a lot of people throughout this experience but uh, it's been great to know that we've uh so crossed we, paths way back so we met at my first um Aspen Food and Wine and you were making uh, Milagro drinks of, at Jimmy's. Yeah. On with, the little deck. Yes. Right on that little side deck. Yes, with and, Gaston. Yep. yep. And it was uh, epic. And after that, it was kind of like every city, everywhere, everything that you were doing. Yeah, and you come across each other. And that's the beauty of it. So I think for me, to be an ambassador, there's, a comp, there's obviously the, the, the people that you meet, the people that you tend to engage, obviously influence. The job as a, as a whole is about um, bringing the brand to life, right? Uh, exemplifying everything that is tequila, the culture behind it. But to me, on a very personal level, I think to be an ambassador, is, it's, it's for me, it's, it's how do you do that? Uh, by personifying the brand in its most um, 
its most authentic form, right? And so for me, I tend to draw on a lot of personal experience being Mexican. Um, tequila is Mexican. For me, it's about drawing parallels and really um, relying on sort of my personal experiences, those things that I know about the brand, those things that are specific to the, the culture behind um, the category, not just my brand. Those are all things I think are important uh, when being an ambassador for really anything, any brand, but in particular when it comes to spirit, right? Because spirits are fun. It's yeah. about bringing that brand, and tequila's already irreverent and fun, but it's about how do you bring that to life. So for me, authenticity, culture, um, a lighthearted sort of approach to uh, getting people engaged with the brand and what it is and uh, what it's not. Right yeah. for those people that uh, tend to uh, misindulge, uh, yeah, or or don't understand, you know what I mean, what it is and how far it's come, and really the appreciation we should have for something like tequila, uh, perhaps uh, the champion for all agave spirits that's lead the, led the way for people to get to know mezcal and other great things coming from Mexico. So it's uh, it's a lot, as you can tell. I can't summarize it in one sentence. <laughs> no, that's good. That's good. We wouldn't want you to. Um, I mean, tequila is one of those things that it. It has such a great story and great, deep, deep, rich culture and history behind it. Um, I would imagine being like on the ground and being in that space, seeing it from the beginnings, got to be um, inspiring. Yeah, absolutely. There's everything that I've come to know about tequila production uh, and the culture behind it, uh, having worked in the industry. But then there are all the other parallels and all the other experiences that I've had on a personal level. Um, my mother's from Jalisco. My dad is from uh, the state to the north. So, uh, Gina, the crazy thing is my father's family is from the same right. area, from Jalisco as well. So, I'm insistent that we're probably related. <laughs> we're going to look into that. So, I mean, so weird. And I'm going to be like another cross in my, in my world. Right. Weird or great? I don't yeah, know. It all depends how you so. look at it. Weird is great. Yes, it is. But so... Um, so having those highly sensitive ties, not just Mexican, but particularly that's the, the hotbed, the cradle of tequila, right? Uh, so for me, it's drawing parallels on the things that I experienced as a kid growing up, um, seeing production. It still happens down there, right? Uh, we can't call it mezcal, but mezcal production still happens in the southern part of Jalisco. So um, we have family members, friends of families that still produce to this day. So those kinds of things I think were cool for me to observe. You know, I can't say that they didn't influence why I do what I do today. Ironically, this is not the path I was on uh, shortly after school. And when I started in my career, um, I wanted to be a psychologist. Well, right? that's kind of what a bartender <laughs> is. Yeah, now I realize that now it's like just talking to somebody on either side of the bar. It's like, it's like, uh, it's it's the same premise of having a couch and a person sort of trying to lead you through life, right? Or, or at least hear you out. Of a yeah, couch. it's sort of about, yeah. you swap out a bar stool for a couch or vice versa. But, you know, so... For me, it's um, it's it it. I think it definitely sort of subconsciously influenced it. Huge tequila collector early on. Uh, I'm also a big sneakerhead, so I'm a collection on two fronts. A collectionist on two fronts. Uh, but yeah, so I, I came across a friend who uh, was starting an ambassador program at the time for Don Julio, uh, and that kind of set me on my way. And I've been an ambassador ever since, and I'm a career ambassador at that. Uh, I didn't know that term till recently, but that's apparently what I am. <laughs> you know what I mean? I tend to look at it as like, oh, I love what I do, and I happen to represent brands, and I've changed uh, the brands I've represented. But it turns out it, throughout the interview process that you know people have told me, oh, so you care, ambassador? You're not, and and now I take pride in that because yeah. it means I'm not going anywhere. It's not about one brand one day and then back to this or back to that. Rather, um, it's the only thing I've ever represented: agave distillates. I love them. Uh, I don't think I could ever get behind something I didn't love or wasn't passionate about so uh, i'm happy to, to wear that badge that authentic story yeah yeah 
it's, it's really, really important. And um, it's kind of a beautiful space that you're in. So yeah, thanks. Cool. Um, you better love it. You do it all day, every day. <laughs> no, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. But I do think I do think there's that. I think well, I think all of us I think are very privileged in this industry, right? That most of us do love what we do. Uh, but we're a small fraction of the world, right? Yep. You know, there's a yep. lot of people who don't necessarily love what they do. And, and you're right. There's days that come with their challenges, right? Uh, today's a good day. Tomorrow could be another day altogether. Um, so yeah, I agree with you. I, but I, I, you know, I think that yeah, however you approach life, you should love everything you do, regardless of whether you're doing it for as a job or purely for pleasure. Yeah, or, I, think I, mean, that's, I think that's like the best life pursuit. lesson, right? Nope. Absolutely. Uh, living passionately is a, a key for me. And I, there are times that I could just not love the project I'm working on. I'm struggling to get through it. But at the end of the day, I know I love what I do. I may not like that day. It may be a tough day, maybe a bad project or, you know, it's not, not it's not all roses and, you know, sunshine and rainbows. It's a holistic view at life. Yeah, I agree. And I think going back to being an ambassador, if you love what you do, I think it's going to show, it's going to, it's going to, it's going to translate. It's going to sort of project, right? I mean, I think that's what people rem- remember when, when they come across you. I think uh, they'll listen to what it is you have to say about a brand, um, but they'll always remember, much like that cliche goes, you know, how you made them feel. And that in turn yes. is what connects them to your brand. So I think it's very important that well, you be in that good space. You can see falsehood coming a mile away. I you can so see too. those really um, plastic people, authentic, or, or that, yeah. that not not necessarily people, but their approach to life or how they they're peddling something and you feel it. Like yeah. so, I agree. And there so. are plenty of them in this business as well. You're right, and I didn't want to <laughs> yeah. touch on that, but the fact is, it exists. And I think that I think every, no industry is uh, is um, immune immune to yeah. that. Absolutely not. It's humans, you, right? It's human nature. It could be yeah. that you know uh, salesman approach. I can sell this to, uh, to, uh, Eskimo. Yep. to an Eskimo. Absolutely. But, but the thing is, you know, um, fine. I, you know, I, I was, I've tried to find myself always explain it. And I think to myself, why explain it, Jaime? I think just revel in the fact that that's not you. And then and that very well may make you stand out further, right? Because for me, I can't fake the funk. I've never had been. <laughs> I'm not one. I'm not. I love that. That's anyone awesome. who knows me knows I keep it 100% honest. Um, I can't pretend that I'm you know that I'm okay with something if I'm actually not um but I'll, but like you I'll push through it I'll, I'll I'll move forward it's a life lesson for sure and I'll and I'll take whatever I can from it but uh uh yeah I can't I think the yeah. interesting thing too is I think when you get to that point in your life you can um you start eliminating those people from your life. That's you right. start a, you start um, surrounding yourself with people of like mind and in the in like space. Yeah. Um, just because, it, again, living authentically, having somebody who can't, who doesn't quite fit that, is such a struggle. Absolutely, I think you, I think you miss uh, in terms of how you relate and how you convey that that passion you have for life because you're talking to. You know, we all need soundboards and friends in our in our in our life, and it's okay for people to differentiate in terms of thoughts. I think when you come Absolutely. when it comes to friends, we tend to be very self-serving, right? We want those people <laughs> exactly. that are like, yeah, right, and they're like, right, right. that's cool, right? <laughs> you want somebody to constantly be your right, right? That's great, Jaime. Keep going. Uh, yeah, Gina, right on, right? <laughs> you want that, of course. You want yes, cheerleaders. Yes. So it's somewhat self-serving, but I but but when it's a right friend, they do it because they want to, right? And that's and that's okay, and and you do it for them, and it's a give and take, and and for that, you have to have like-minded people. And hopefully it's not just about, you know, what we thought about in high school, right? Well, Which it's, is it's about, do you like the same car and the same dress or versus the, now it's more about like your philosophy on life and what you think. And, and let me tell you, we talk about Hemingway and these people that drank, but think about who they were um, more so in terms of people and personalities. Uh, we tend to hyper focus on the the vessel, the catalyst, which is great because we're bartenders and we're and we're ambassadors and we're spirit professionals and the whole thing. 
But think about that. And I think that's what we have intertwined in this industry, yeah. right? Just like we have bad, we have great people who, through that catalyst, which is the drink, are telling good stories, doing great things, um, and are coming from great spaces that are really are cool people, right? And yeah. You ever met that bartender? You're like, I thought he was cool, but then when I hear that he's a snowboarder on the side or yeah, whatever, that's whatever. That's what makes him epic. Yeah. That's what makes him epic. That's yeah. a humanistic thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. that's bringing the, your true self forward, right? Exactly right. Well, I mean, life, we know. I mean, we can be cliche for a minute and say that life is short and to live in the present is very important. Absolutely. Agree also, 100%. I mean, that's also longevity in this business, though. I would honestly say that, like, your longevity in the business and being relevant and being here and, and relating to your bartenders and, you know, your, and then, of course, the brand itself and, like, being the middleman in between, uh, you have to be true. If you're not, you're... You're just kind of like you're there for a minute. You're a blip. I can yep. name, I'm not going to, so many people <laughs> that were a blip. They were relevant for a year, two years, but they weren't real. They weren't real for the brands or a real person, and they really didn't care. And they were gone. Yeah. And they just keep fizzling away, and then there's a core. And you see them, and they're over and over, and they're 10 years, 15 years. You know, Dale, you know, for, you know, for the beginning, yes. the beginning of it, right? Sorry, we have to be technical you're about right. it, right? So <laughs> you see this, but these are people that wake Love it, live it, it's artistic, it's families, there are families that produce these tequilas, you're representing people that like actually, you're, you're representing a maker. Yeah. And that's the one thing about tequila that a lot of people don't realize, is that what's so special about what you do is that you bring the maker to someplace else that that maker has never even dreamed of going. And it's, it's transcending, really. I feel, I feel like it's, that you have to be passionate to be a tequila ambassador or even be invited into some of these homes yeah. and their homes. They're not just huge distilleries. They're like someone's hacienda and then in the back there's, you know, two stills and the family's been working it for seven generations. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's amazing because you're right. And I think it's about the embodiment of all of that, right? And doing it justice and representing it and, and not being so... Um, you know, back to your point, you know, people who come in and out, it's almost like those are the people you clear out of your friends, your friends, your yep. Facebook friends, right? Yeah. <laughs> and you're constantly going, wait a minute. And, and you and you have those moments right, where you're like, whatever happened to that person? And I'm not passing judgment. I think I think it could very well, to your point, be that uh, it was a job. It was a thing. It I was, don't really it like was this. It was their journey. It was, it their, was their journey. Absolutely. And that's, I think, what's to be respected is who knows where that led them and, and where they are now. And, and hopefully if you know, we were friends and we're still in touch. If we weren't, to your point, then it becomes sort of a blip in our timelines, our yep. individual timelines. Um, and then there are those constants, right? Charlotte, et cetera, yeah. who you now work with, right? And you're right. Like, you know, so I think that goes back to my whole career ambassador thing. When someone said that to me, at first I was offended by it. And I thought, oh, you're implying that this is, I'm like, but why wouldn't I be applying for a job with your firm? And why wouldn't you appreciate that in me? I can, I can see if I'm not the right fit. I yes. understand if what you're telling me is that uh, you've represented another brand. Uh, I don't know that we want somebody who's done that before. Completely respectful. Uh, but in terms of what I do and what I bring and the credibility that I've done, those are that's mostly me, right? And the things that I've done. I don't. I don't think I've ever worked for a company where the company has said, you know, this is how you behave. And even if so, that's not something that would resonate with me. For me to be authentic and to be the best representation of myself that in turn would benefit the brand would would be to be honest and yeah. approachable and own 
and hone in on my knowledge. Uh, you know, I constantly say at my master classes that you know tequila really is about, or just any really knowledge that you're passing on from person to person, bartender to bartender. It really is social currency, right? We as humans love that stuff, but we particularly love to be able to say, able to say to somebody, "I know something you don't," right? Well, however you paraphrase it, that's kind of what you're saying more often, more often than not, and that's fine. Um, and I'm and I'm the catalyst, the conduit for a lot of that, oftentimes. And I love to come up with little things and nuggets to drop in. Uh, and eventually down the line, people will forget where they got it from, but that's fine. You know, this is what we do. You have to sort of push it forward and be authentic and be cool about it and know that it's fine. Um, so for me, it's, it's, it's now, you know, a thing of uh, forging ahead. Who knows where I'll be in five years? Maybe it's on an ambassador, but I doubt it'll, it'll be far f removed from this from this industry, right? And that's how much I love. So I'm definitely you're home. I'm, I'm you're home. home. I'm definitely you're a constant, home, which is and I'm, wonderful. Yeah, and I'm proud to do what I do. But um, yeah, all very good points. No, sure. that's, that's all. That, I think bringing all that authenticity when you talk about humanizing the brand and you personify that. I think all of the things you just said about I wouldn't fit because you know you're authentic, which that in itself is what any brand would want to be. And I would so hope so. I, and, and, and you yeah. wouldn't want to work for a brand who didn't. So I personally you're in wouldn't. The right spot. Right. But yeah. Gina's point, though, that person may have, may have, that may have been their journey. But for me, you know, the same way that someone can tell me, well, you know, you've done this before. I want somebody fresh faced. Absolutely. Someone might, someone yep. might say, I want your expertise. I want your knowledge. I want your take. And I want you to draw from all those things that you've worked on in the past so that you can better this brand. Then, 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 I, then I welcome that challenge as well. Um, I think that that translates to any place you are in any in any career field or industry you're in, yeah, or even how you I how agree. you go through how you walk through life. I agree. I think the only reason I think that's become even a, a topic of discussion in our industry is because you literally are the walking, living, breathing person, <laughs> right? So you're like this Godzilla that comes out of the water, and all of a sudden you're like, "But do I like the guy?" Godzilla has its fans, right? And then he's got people <laughs> that are scared of him. So you have, you know, you have to sort of find out where you wait in that. But um, with Milagro in particular, for example, I've I've been I've been afforded that that opportunity to. It's 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 brands going on to twenty years. Um, I've worked for it almost eight. Uh, it's become my baby, and I was I've been able to sort of cultivate um, a lot of what the brand is at its core and its DNA has always resonated with me. I'm glad that we're finally bringing it to life, and I'm particularly excited that I've uh, been at the helm of that for a few years now in, in helping how it looks and feels. We know it, it, we know this is sort of its character and now we're able to actually start showing that. Um, so, you know, when we talk about uh, brands and how you tie in and how you bring them to life and being authentic, I think I, I'd be remiss if, if I don't mention the fact that uh, Milagros allowed me to also do that, right? It's not a brand that says to me, this is how you must this behave. This is your script. This is your script. Here yeah. you go. We have this great program. It's coming from Global. Here you are, Jaime. Do it. Uh, on the contrary. On the contrary. It's been, it's been, what do you think? What would you like to do? Um, how do you think we could best connect? Do you have ideas? And if there's one thing that anyone who's ever managed me knows uh, is that I'm <laughs> I have plenty of ideas, right? <laughs> Not always the budget to carry them out, but plenty, plenty of ideas. And I think that's one of my fortes. And so... We can always scale back. You, it's it, never the same. I mean, big ideas, though. I mean, the truth no, is, the big, a big totally. idea, you always way. should reach and, and aim for the stars because you can dial something back. But if you have a small idea, a small idea is going to be a small idea. You can't make a small idea no, big. No, you can't. Because it started as a small idea. Right. Big ideas should be able to have, scale up and down as you need them. I agree. And, and flexible and, and be flexible and, and that's nimble. a great touch point yeah because uh just in talking with people when you're in competition with bigger brands who have a lot more money and you don't have you know uh 
and you go to places like Tales of the Cocktail or you travel around and you're executing these events, it's an opportunity to challenge yourself. And, and we're challenged more often than not, right? With, <laughs> Jaime, that's a great idea, but this is how much money you have to pull it off with. Well, okay. I know this, this brand spanking new little podcast happy to help you with it <laughs> <laughs> thank you but it's one of those things where you know what it what to your point i think that's a great point and i think what it's done for me is it's allowed me to really stick to the core of what you want to accomplish also which helps you stay on task right it helps you drive a further deeper awareness because you're not just bells and whistles you're actually just talking about the nitty-gritty the cool stuff yeah. the stuff that most people want to know but there still has to be that experiential because as much as we sometimes want to critique people for oh they went big and whatever the truth is we as human that's what we're drawn by we yeah. like shiny things right Absolutely. but it's shiny, how pretty pennies. You, exactly but it's how <laughs> you connect that matters and i think that's the challenge in itself and so having you having just heard that from you what, what came to mind for me was it's like when that that conglomerate that company's so huge that that part of it is already sort of fizzled away, that sense of creativity, because it's always big thinking without the ability to uh, know what it's like to be restricted by small budgets, right? So you have, you have this dichotomy where like you have this thing going where, oh, big budget, let's just do it that way, uh, as opposed to big idea, small budget, it keeps you. It keeps you working and striving for yeah. harder and more. You, it's you got to dig deep. And, yeah, and, and work hard. Thing, yeah. And it's, again, how do you take that big, big idea and take it on that personal level where I'm still connecting with you one to one, even though it's this big ass idea. Yeah. you're able to scale it right back into right. to the, your consumer, and you're hitting them right at the heart. It's a, it's a tough job, yeah, but it's I, exciting. It that is, exciting. is exciting. It reminds me of being back in Mexico, I'll tell you that. That part of it does because it's that sense of it's a cultural thing to a degree, right? And a lot of cultures can can, – can, we live in a very great country now, which is the U.S. Yes. But in Mexico, it's like if something breaks – you try to fix it, right? Yeah. We're very be, privileged in this I'm country. I'm going to say it might be a little duct tape and wire talking with That's my father, but fine. it'll work for another week. But it'll work for another week. <laughs> the U.S. is, it's broken, call somebody, yeah. replace it. Absolutely. Right? Um, so having been raised that way in that household, in that environment, for me, I feel like that's what being an ambassador in a company where you have an amazing brand, great spirits, perhaps not as big a budget as others, but your challenge with how you bring that to life really comes in handy, right? Yes. Because that's a mentality, ideology, a way of thinking, a way of approaching things. Absolutely. That I come from experience knowing. And so firsthand. So I can't, the other guy can't compete with me, right? He's, he's like, I just get a budget and I do it. And I'm like, oh, I don't, I've come from no budget <laughs> for my entire life. You know, I was that guy that, that my car would break down. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So you have to make it go further. Absolutely. And that's something to your analogy that, you can scale a brand and this and that, yes, but you also can't, um, you can't teach somebody who's never been through that or a company who's far gone past that how to be creative and rely on their chops when it comes to that um, because they've already been conditioned to, yeah. to work differently, yep. to just Big, yep. do. Bigger scale. Bigger scale. Yep. Not a bigger idea always. All right. Exactly. So based on that, Gina, that's a whole lot of uh, cultural richness, authenticity, and big idea that needs I, to go into that glass. Well, I, I, lo well, I love pressure. it. Well, I love it. So um, I'm pretty sure that Jaime has had tequila every which way you could possibly imagine, right? The and, food as well. And with food and, and everything else. So I kind of challenged myself to come up with something a little bit different. And I'm hopefully this will be something that is really um, beautiful and representative of of Jaime's journey with tequila and also with the cocktail. So what we're gonna do today is use the Malago Reposado 
And then we are going to uh, do a little bit. We're going to add uh, one ounce or two ounces of Lago Reposado, one ounce of fresh squeezed lime juice. And then we're going to add a quarter ounce of pear, quarter ounce of a uh, little bit of um, star anise syrup. And then we're going to finish it off with just a little bit of seaweed. So Ooh. I figured to bring the salty on the inside of the glass in a different way and the earthiness and the vegetal that a lot of people don't realize happens in tequila. Absolutely. And it's not just doing it the, you know, a traditional uh, grassy method. All right. So I'm just going to add a little bit of ice here. And we have everything in our shaker tins. This is a shaken cocktail. And we want to make two at the same time. And what I did was, let me shake this up really quick. So we can double fist it. <laughs> Spoken like a pro. <laughs> so what I did on the outside of the glass was I took a little bit of the seaweed, uh, lemon, um, and uh, orange. because I wanted a little bit of a, a flavor profile with the salt, and I salt rimmed the glass so that you have, a, you have those flavors. And we're going to serve this up. So no ice over it, doesn't need to be watered down. And what seaweed does is very interesting because if you've ever been to Jalisco or you ever get to go on the internet and go look at what blue agave looks like, it's green with a bluish hue. That's so right. this time I was able to make a drink using seaweed to get that same effect without adding any sort of additive to it. So when you say seaweed, Gina, is that that's a juice, correct? It's Am a, I right? It, I, we, uh, so you can do it two ways. If you have seaweed that you can find in your local store, you wet it and you can bring it back and use it. Or you can use um, fresh seaweed and, you, and what is really better, uh, available is called spinella. And you can get it other places. So would you go to like a, say a fancy juice place, something like that to get something yes, like that? Yes, you could go to um, a health food juice place. Yeah, and I'm here in New Orleans. Um, yep. I went to Pulp and Grind, met some fabulous people. I think Pulp they're your, your new friends. <laughs> they yeah. are my new friends. I love them. And uh, she introduced me to this wonderful seaweed, and she had many seaweeds. And uh, I'm like in love. And if you, when you see this in a glass, it's got little dancing um, green uh, tint to it. So enjoy. Cheers. Cheers. Salud. Salud. I'm telling you, we're related. Salas. <laughs> Oh, that's... Oh, nice. Yay. All right. So, yes. <laughs> this is taking me back to your bar where you used to just rip on a bunch of stuff. Um, so, you do something that I absolutely love, which is to take a culinary approach to cocktails, and that's where my heart lies. I absolutely love it. And I think that, to me, in turn, also speaks to sort of like my upbringing and culture. My mom was an amazing cook. And for me, my approach to cocktails tends to be more on that culinary. So, how you bring in flavor based on natural ingredients, whole ingredients like that are amazing. So, yes, I've had tequila every which way possible. I have, haven't had it like this. So, uh, cheers to you. This is really tasty. Um, it's 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 a hard one to describe, actually, but the, it's super fresh and clean. Um, it's light-bodied, but it's got that... Ref yeah, you're right. Like I, That salty brininess that's brought in, it's nice, and it's vegetable, but even then, it's... it's it's light and it's. Uh, I gotta take another sip. Yeah, take another sip and let's let's. We gotta get one more word on that because this one's a good one. Yeah. Not that they aren't all. They are, but this is um, this is great. More importantly, it's interesting and it's different. Um, if if any were there anything in this that would be difficult for the listener to get a hold of that maybe you would 
Um, I would. I, uh, the only thing that would be difficult is uh, taking the seaweed and steeping it and reusing it. You could shake it in the cocktail and just double strain it, and you get the same effect. You don't have to go to a juicer Great. to get this. So um, they'll be. Able, you'll give them all the details at designated that show anyway. So you'll give them the step by step, right? Absolutely, and love to. So since we're in the Napoleon House, and I think I just heard last call, we both know what that means. We don't have to go home, but we have to get the hell out of here. Gina, I really need this recipe. We'll take care of that on the way out. We have to talk. Designated drinker dot show. That's designated drinker dot show, (laughs) I mean.